Welcome to Create Studio, your weekly source of entertainment. Hosted by me, Oza Thandanu, and Bonding Tesvin. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we will interview Doom, and that's how his life is with PTSD, and then also invite Elias over to chat about some short questions from our Discord server. Most of our podcast episodes will have guests like Doom, one of our Australian friends, and Elias, another good friend of ours from Sweden. Some episodes of the Crate Studio will have different guests for us to interview. In most episodes, me and Bonnick will talk about the recent news social platforms are talking about, either drama, games, or news about technology. Alright, let's dive right in. Welcome, Dune, to the Crate Studio. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm okay. Just existing. I'm glad. Alright, so we have some questions about your PTSD for today. Care to answer them? Yeah, happy to. Trigger warning. Sensitive topics and talk about suicide. Skip to 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Alright, so the first question that we have is how would you explain PTSD? Or, like, what is PTSD? Well, PTSD comes from many different forms. The version I have is a more militaristic, violent PTSD, where if I hear a gunshot or something, that I'm immediately dragged back into certain memories of great violence and horrific scenes. I have not fought in the military, but I have been a merc. Mm-hmm. I have been, well, shot at, to put it bluntly. I've lived through a lot. Being raised in a cult can tends to do that to you. Mm-hmm. And as I was growing up, my parents removed me from that, and then I just kept getting put into situations of more horrific stuff. Um, for me, PTSD is of three levels. I have PTSD from being violently molested as a child, I have PTSD from being shot out, attacked by gang members and other unsavory types. And my third and final PTSD form is from the from depression and attempts on my own life. As I have lived through my life, I have found many people who are helping me as of through many different means. Um, psychiatrists, which are good. They, they help. They've helped me in a lot of ways, and I'm really grateful for that. Um... For me, the slightest thing can trigger it. You've got car backfiring or someone screaming certain words can cause it. Um, Fighting or aggressive situations can cause me to relapse into it. Or just some days I just wake up and I'm completely depressed beyond imagining. And I just, yeah, I don't know how to explain that one, honestly. It's just, I feel like everyone's against me. But I don't Mm -hmm. let it get me, yeah, I don't let it get me down anymore. I keep standing strong, getting the help I need, and I'm making a lot of recoveries. Having a good family is also very vital to that. When you've got a family that cares about you, it helps heal wounds. I know that the wounds will never truly heal, but at least it's getting there. Mm -hmm. Alright, so next question. When and how did you find out that you have PTSD? Um, Well, like... When you, I don't even know when. Um, I was around about what, twenty-three years of age when I was finally diagnosed with it. Um, I had made an attempt on my life, and the doctors, the hospital, um, the ambulance team came to me. They took me in the back of there, and the ambulance drove me to the hospital and put me in a room. They started, you know, they tested me for things, and they discovered I had PTSD. It was one of the nurses that realized that I was suffering from symptoms of PTSD 
when she tried to give me a cup of water and I reacted extremely, not violent, but I reacted in a way that can only be described as a PTSD sufferer. My hands were shaking beyond reckoning and I could barely see straight for, for about 30 seconds. Um, how is life living with it? Do you like take precautions or yeah, anything like that? Yeah, actually, it's very important to learn um, how to do deep breath exercises, how to um, notice the signs. For me, I have been, ever since I was a kid, I've taught myself to go into my imagination and retreat to my own little um, island. Just, I don't know, like an imaginary island, which I mm -hmm. just go and sit down and relax in. Mm -hmm. I have um, learned from many people who have been helping me over the last few years now um, to do breathing exercises, to um, sit down and just really calm yourself. Um, think of that when you enter, when I enter the state of having an attack, like an actual attack, I immediately try to recognize that I'm having an attack. If I am, I try to change the situation around to be less violent. So instead of a, a shooting, it's nothing more than just someone uh, just firing water guns at each other. I try to replace the, the, um, the guns with something that's harmless, and I try to recreate the scene so it's not as violent and as aggressive as it would be. This works about 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. And they're really useful things to learn. Alright. How would you explain an attack to someone who well, has never heard or experienced a PTSD attack? Like, well, in your words, like, how would you explain it in the, in the sense? Um, PTSD attacks can happen at random. But for me, when I know I'm having one, like an actual really strong one, I usually start to shake in my hands. Uh, my body starts to become uneven or uh, my legs start to shake like there's a hurricane or um, an earthquake. Then I start to um, somehow reality starts to distort around me. So I'm like I'm being dragged back into a certain point in time where I've had these horrific things happen to me. Depending on the severity of the attack will depend on how long they last. For a type 1 severity attack, which is like, I'm drawn back into one where um, I was literally fighting someone with a knife and he had a knife. Mm -hmm. um, that's a type 1 for me, so it's, that's like a 30 minute one. A type 5, which is the severest, would be a 3 hour attack, which mm -hmm. is basically one of the most bloody ones I have. I've been... Um, Setting them into different types, type 5 being the worst, type 1 being the, uh, it'll happen, but I'm used to it now. Um, for me, when, when they do happen, I try my best to be wary of my surroundings and people. But if I was to tell someone, like, hey, you know, like I'm having a PTSD attack, most people don't understand that. And that's the sad thing. Like, PTSD isn't, it can happen, it doesn't just happen to people who are mercenaries. It doesn't just happen to, like, you got military PTSD, you've got Merck PTSD, you've got understanded, you know, um, trauma that's happened to a person. It doesn't even have to be sexual, it can be anything. Beatings, um, stuff like that, it can cause it to differently. So, for me, it is a more, like, if I'm going to tell someone, I'm going to tell them, hey, um, I feel uneven, un uneven in my legs, I feel nauseous, I feel like my hands are um, twitching a lot more, I'll usually 
um, you know, like just sit down or try and have some food or something like that to help me keep in this world so like I'm not mm-hmm. being drawn back. So I would basically mm-hmm. just say that, yeah, I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Sorry, I'm not very good at explaining it, but... No, it's, it's completely fine. No, it's a, clear, it's a clear explanation, to be honest. I can imagine it in my head. To be... All right, I've got another question, the last question. Yeah, go ahead. Say I have, I have a friend who is having a PTSD attack. How would I help them? Oh, the worst thing you could ever do is turn your back on them. Don't do that. Um, try to try to you got you don't grab them straight away. Don't do that because that could even make it worse. Simply with a calm, collective, and kind voice, just explain that hey, you're okay. It's not happening. You're in this world. You're in you're in the future. You're in the part. You're you're now here. This is the here and now where I'm talking to you. This is the here and now. You've got to li- listen to my voice. Please listen to my voice. Calm down. Take deep breaths. Try to visualize yourself back in the real world, back in a way where you're no longer harmed. Try and visualize yourself in a place where there is no danger, like a beach or um, a condo or, or in a pool, swimming pool. Visualize yourself in your safe place. And then when they slowly start to calm down, wrap your arm around their shoulder, depending if the person is cool with it or not, you know, because you get different types. Mm-hmm. But for me, it would be, my my family would just grab me. Um, they would hold me with their arm over my shoulder, and they would hug me. And she would just keep telling me, "Hey, it's okay." Or they would keep telling me, "It's okay, it's okay." And eventually, it would bring you back to normal. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing you can do is turn your back on someone. If you do that, you can cause extreme damage to that person because while they're having a PTSD attack, it feels like everyone's against you, and that's the worst feeling. If you, if even if you have someone just talking to you, it makes you understand that there are people who care about you, that you have a way back. And that voice, that calming voice, is a helpful way to return back to where you are. So, like, during a PTSD attack, right? During, do you see like some sort of visions? Do you see another world? Do you see? Are you imagining things? No, like, no, no. You're reliving or... them. You're reliving your past. Ah, you can so literally like coming back. Like yeah, exactly. Back. Okay. Yeah, so you're basically it's like um if you're a military soldier, I'm not a vet or anything, I'm just a mm. merc. But um, if I was in the military and I got shot at, I would and I and I heard like the gunfire, I would immediately be drawn back into that where I'm under attack and under fire by the enemy, and you would remember the whizzing bullets around your head. You would remember the gun sounds hitting metal as the bullets penetrate the armor of whatever vehicle you're in. You would remember the um, the cries and the screams of your friends or whoever you're near just as the as pain. You would remember all of that. You would remember the smells. You would remember the sights. You would remember every single detail. And it hurts so much. That's why you should never turn your back on someone who's having one. Because if you do, they'll end up trying to kill themselves, like I did. And no, suicide is not the answer. It's never the answer. If you feel that level of loneliness, call a helpline. They are there to help you. Hell, they saved me. And I'm glad they did, because I met all these guys. I met Norse and I'm grateful. So, yeah, there's always help. Don't turn your back on it, and it won't turn its back on you. 
If you guys are going through something, there will be a helpline to a page which will give you all the national um, hotlines to... National phone numbers for the hotlines. Yeah, anorexia, whatever you have. If you just need someone to talk to, there's always someone. Alright, uh, let's move on to a little bit more of a joyful uh, topic. Let's welcome Elias to the podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, Elias. How are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm very good, actually. I'm very glad. All right. So the topics that we have today are dream jobs that we've wanted to do or or still want to do and Doom's special story. How about Doom's special story? How about we save that for last? Yeah. And okay, we can choose the dream job. Mm-hmm. And we could maybe choose, let's see. Space. Because we were gonna talk that talk about that in the last episode. Oh but... yeah. Yeah, especially with that whole that new news about the whole, you know, oh, what Oh yeah. Let's talk about that too. Yeah. Alright, so uh, let's go on the space news. Um, recent news has come out that a rocket that Chinese was a Chinese scientist or yeah, yeah it was the Chinese scientists that yeah. were launching a rocket and basically uh, I think it was like a facility part of the rocket that kind of followed with the the launch and now it's currently. Hurdling back towards Earth. Exactly, and it is over, I think, 200 tons. Yeah, and they they currently do not know where it's going to hit until a couple... Uh, until a couple... couple until hours. a couple hours of it hitting the place. So it could hit, uh, I don't know, West uh, Europe, uh, New Zealand, China... Africa. They have some certain areas that they know that it will may possibly happen, and the it's mostly in like the middle uh, area, like yeah, the like Africa, uh, like Germany and stuff like that. So yeah. I think New Zealand and Australia are fine, and also Sweden, Finland, and Norway. Yeah, and Lithuania and stuff, but like Germany, France, Spain, uh, most countries in Africa, Asia, and also America could be affected by this um by this big object mm. yeah. is it okay does it is this rocket right i just want to know is it like a space shuttle is it like an explosive rocket like what is it it's no. like one of those booster engines that they add on to them to help them get more thrust out of our atmo so it doesn't have any sort of explosive mass in oh no no it will if it has it any will. fuel right, in it's it, gonna if that fuel if it has fuel right rocket fuel it um it'll explode like a goddamn fireball. Yeah, like, but like a, it's almost like a mini nuke. It's, yeah, um, yeah. Jesus. But but luckily it won't have any everlasting effects like Chernobyl. And no, it like won't that. have radiation effects, which is really good. Yeah, it'll it'll Chernobyl. just <laughs> it'll just be um okay. It won't be disastrous or no. I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting that lightly. I mean, they, it can land in a in a what's it called? A Heavily populated area. Plant. 
It yeah. can land in a nuclear power plant and possibly and possibly hit a very um, how do you say like a very Reactive. sensitive like yeah. area. Yeah, Basically, yeah. create a second Chernobyl disaster. Yeah, but the rocket itself. Imagine no, it, it happens. It, you it, it hits Ukraine again, <laughs> right in the middle of the elephant's foot, Norris. Oh, you know it could it could hit um Area Fifty One. That'd be interesting. I'd like to see it happen. I, no. I, awesome. no. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. That's not what I wanted to say. I meant like, I, I like, it's very unlikely that it'll happen, but it, like, oh, if it does happen, ooh. Yeah. And that right? Cthulhu. Then we'll finally see aliens. Yeah, no, no, fucking aliens, sure. Uh, like <laughs> yeah, three or ten-legged humanoid beings leaving the facility and just like, oh, what's up? We're free. <laughs> Mermaids. Or is Islam? Islam? Oh no, not that fucking thing. Ho ho! I mean, they could also have the Australian spider arachnids. Oh fuck off! Oh. Yeah, man. We, yeah, man. They could even have the um fucking what are they called? The dryers from Australia, spider people. I always wonder what happened to them. I feel bad for them. <laughs> always feel okay. Okay. Hey, I man, wonder what happened to them. They got captured like a long, long time ago, and now they're just trapped in the poor, not poor, but trapped in that facility, probably being experimented on mm. Dude, if they were born in australia the uh people who cut them are gonna regret ever having them trust me they get free well, australian wildlife's bloodthirsty as fuck think about a spider human it just like jumps just like boing it's creepy Such to think about part. yeah i mean spiders on its own ew i don't have anything against spider i love spiders I hate spiders. But if I hate it's spiders and I hate if, bugs. If it's a big spider, right? With a human no. torso attached to it with boobs, yeah, man, I'm oh, I'm fucking game. <laughs> I mean, like little oh, spiders. Yeah, like um, daddy long legs, for example. I find those things really cute because they're small and they're not harmful. All right, yeah, they're highly poisonous, but their mouth isn't big enough. Yeah, they, they can fuck really... up any other spider, right? Yeah, small insects insects and stuff like that but not humans they literally cannot puncture or skin yeah thank god for that are there any like big spiders right that are kind of like I mean, very peaceful towards humans in a sense uh, no no anything I mean, spiders big are peaceful in a sense just don't fucking attack them and they won't attack you yeah, don't make yeah. any sudden movements and stuff like they're that. Because they're defensive. Same with, like, snakes and shit. They're, they're, they're defensive. If they see that you're a threat, then they will attack you. But as long as you just... Either you stand still and you walk the other way, and then they, then they're just like, I... Fuck you, then. Or if you <laughs> just play it cool. But if you go out of your way to, like, stomp near them, or try and stomp... Try and stomp on them... You're just asking for it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like a meat ant nest. Don't yeah. jump on the meat ant nest because those fuckers will come after you. Though as a kid, I used to love jumping all over them and pissing off the ants. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. I, I was a foolish child. Yeah. All right. All right. I got an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I guess from the podcast topics. 
Things you were forced to learn as a kid when you didn't want to. Let's start with you, Doom. Let's start with you, Doom. Oh, the thing I didn't want to learn? Um, sewing. I didn't want to learn sewing. I, I don't see the point in learning sewing. as, as not, not even just as a male. As, <sighs> no, actually, no. I know a better one than that. The thing I didn't want to learn at school, right, was fucking math. Fuck math. It's fuck math. I hate math. Yeah, like where do you where do you need to find X? Hello. In exactly in modern age, where do you have to use that to your benefit? Maybe it's I think like okay the hard math right mm -hmm. as I call it I know it's stupid, but it's usually for much more difficult jobs that require high levels of math like maybe. Yeah. Can in the center in the sense you know so or scientists physics and so on mm -hmm. um that i understand but like, okay yeah but like not everyone is an expert and not everyone is going to take that job i can understand like a couple of but like i can understand a couple of students wanting to do those jobs and they want to learn that level of math right but mm -hmm. <laughs> people like me who is not a very big fan of math, who's not a very big fan of math and is mm. very horrible at math. For example, when I had to do like find find an X, like you know, those types of questions yeah, yeah, yeah. said. So you know what? I said I don't know to the teacher. I said, I don't know. All right. Mm -hmm. And then the teacher had the audacity to ask, Well, do you know what what's one plus one? At that point, I was just so ticked off, right? I was so ticked off. I basically just answered no and then sat on my sat on my chair. That's all I did. Because <laughs> I had enough. I had enough. I legit had enough. But to answer the question of the uh, this topic, things that I was forced to I am being forced to learn is literature. I I I don't love literature and I'm I am not in the mood to write 400 words of shit that is not even going to help me in life. I'm sorry for the use of swear words, but I'm going to say this. Ah, oh, fuck that, man. Where the fuck am I going to where the fuck am I going to go that requires me to write 400 words of shit? What if you what if you get stopped by the police and he's like, "Okay, to prove <laughs> that you're not intoxicated, you have to write 400 words about Shakespeare in 20 I minutes." Mean... In 20 in minutes. 20 if you don't, then I will shoot you. Or Maybe in the Soviet you. Union that work, but that not work in our day and age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Oswald, what about you? Things that I had, uh, hmm, things that I haven't, oh, fuck, things that I haven't, help! <laughs> things that <laughs> I didn't want to learn as a kid. Well, you still are, but like, uh, what's now, basically? Yeah, or what? What? Yeah, before. Um, I mean, religion. Religion, I... in a sense, it's interesting, but at the same time, I don't find any use in it. Yeah. If I don't believe in it, then why should I learn about it? Honestly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the same in my school. We had to either choose religion and then something else, but it's like. Kind of the same as religion. Religion has been forced down on kids for 
thousands of years now. Why continue if everyone should be able to like learn whatever the whatever mm. they want? The teachers are still oh, going to find the system that oh <laughs> no, they have to learn this stuff because it's important. When yeah. long live so what? So they're saying that if I have my business right. Mm-hmm. And do I have to know about Islam and Judaism and everything? It's it, I. It's not to be that person, but it's not an interesting topic to me. If I no. would have like a business or something with like a certain company, mm-hmm. it's no, no. Like with but, me, um, if you believe in something, okay, go you. Yeah, uh, exactly. I I don't believe in anything. I if I die. I don't expect much. Maybe everything just goes black. I mean, you never know. You never know. That's something yeah. that'll cheer us. Yeah, up. your yeah. your special story, saving the best for last. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Michael... we'll end it. There. Yeah. So basically, so basically, a while, very, very many, many years back, when I was 15, 15 years of age. Yeah, uh, I was working on a farm, and uh, we had this old house. This isn't the only house that blew up or burned down, but. This one was filled with a nasty infestation of paper wasps. Now, if anyone knows what those fucking things are, know that they sting like a motherfucker and they hurt oh so bad. So the old man uh, decided to give me a World War II still functioning flamethrower for whatever reason. I even I still don't know. And he just told me to go burn down the entire building. (laughs) So that's what I did. I walked into the house. I went and set up all the uh, gasoline, diesel, whatever the fuck I could get my hands on, flammable, threw it all into it. And I destroyed about 90% of the entire bottom floor with the hammer. <laughs> that was one. <laughs> Took a chainsaw to a piano. Oh, yeah, that chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. That chainsaw oh, just yeah. like starts playing like Mozart music. Actually, <laughs> it did start playing. When the chainsaw was sawing through the uh, metal parts, it um, actually started playing a tune. Not a very good tune, but still a tune. Use your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So while we were slicing... I'm slice that all up. And then when it came to burning it, I um, walked upstairs with a flamethrower. That's when I started hearing this weird buzzing noise. Oh. And I was going, what the fuck is that? And I was going, wait, it's coming from the attic. It's all this yellow stuff. Going, oh, dear God. So being me and being fifteen years of age with a goddamn flamethrower, I just said, "Nah, whatever. They'll, you know, the bees will be fine. They'll just burn to a crisp." So I did. I just set the entire thing on fire. About thirty seconds later, the entire bottom room was just completely covered in fire, and the fire was going up. And then all of a sudden, you see this black cloud just emanating oh. from the house. Oh, just no. there were billions. I swear to God. Billions of fucking wasps just swarming upward. Jesus now, Christ. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it blocked out the sun for about 30 seconds. It was that many. Oh. Yeah, no, this was like a three-story house with the entire third story and the attic were just filled with wasps. Oh. We don't. I don't know how it got that bad, but it did. That's so why it went up to the fucking... Did. Yeah, it was infested, and once I set the entire building on fire, they his things swarmed all of us. Now, lucky for me, I was wearing protective gear. Mm-hmm. You know, the hat, the helmet, the gear, and all that. Everyone else around me wasn't wearing protective gear. Oh. So as soon as I saw the bloody buzzing sound in the freaking swarm, 
I just kept <laughs> napalming everything. I just, I just ignited the air. I immediately turned the flamer onto everything and anything that was in front of me. I never turned near the cars. I just get burning wasps alive. The building was up and running, and the guys in the car were screaming at me to protect them. <laughs> then you so, just then, you you just hear like wait fuck no no never mind. <laughs> I'm trying to make a wasp now noise. Yeah. That was definitely not a wasp noise. That, that was the car alarm, car horn being blown. So I walked up. Grabbed two more gas canisters, and I just lobbed one through the top window as hard as I could. And the second one I made into a Molotov. Metal. Oh. Yeah, like, like, full-on metal um, de- uh, petrol cans. I grabbed it, and I just spun it. The second one was, the first one was like half diesel. Like, it was like about mm-hmm. 30% still left in it. It was really light. The second one was completely filled. Oh. Completely fucking filled do you know that stuff that's um highly flammable and it's purple and if you drink it nitroglycerin yeah yeah it was full of nitro fucking glycerin oh i turned a canister of nitroglycerin into a goddamn molotov oh did did the whole can just go (laughs) <laughs> no, the entire building went kaboom. Oh. I, mean, I mean, the building itself, the entire top, entire bottom floor just exploded, so all the bits and pieces were everywhere, and the entire house just fell in on itself. Oh. It was like like dominoes. When the entire the entire second floor started shaking, moving around, it fell down. <laughs> and as soon as the last floor hit, more wasps were swarming out everywhere. I was burning as many as I could. And in the end of it, about three people got stung. I was perfectly fine. And um, I literally ran out of fuel for the flamer. (laughs) (laughs) About five hours worth of flamethrower fuel bent in the span of an hour. Jeez. Yeah. I just didn't didn't let go of the button. I didn't let go of the trigger. I just... Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like what happens is, with the type of one he had, he had a special device on the top that if you turn it, it'll release fuel faster into the flamer, making mm-hmm. the longest stream. Yeah. Boom. So yeah. I that I can was... tell you had fun. Yeah, you okay. had a lot of fun. Oh fucking hell! How how many fifteen year olds are just giving crazy <laughs> shit, man? Like this this isn't even the weirdest story of my youth of of my teens. Like this is my 15 year old me at my 13th i was given keys to a freaking dozer at my 18th i was given keys to a freaking helicopter i have done some crazy shit. yeah helicopter full-on helicopter fly around in that trust me i've got stories for days i was a goddamn man my man's actually living point. in gta what? yeah he's he's the, he's the epiphany of a gta character at this point <laughs> <laughs> Mission, mission, Mi- kill all the wasps. Mission <laughs> completed. Mission passed one hundred dollars. <gasps> uh, yeah, much respect. All right, but yeah. Uh, thank you, Elias and Doom, for joining us. Welcome. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a good day, good night, and good afternoon. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good one.